everybody. Welcome to the Psych Up podcast series. My name is Kate and I'm a provisional psychologist and consultant at Veritas. This week's topic is on the power of the mind and I'm very excited to introduce my good friend and our special guest on today's podcast, Jasmine Sargent. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good, thank you. So Jasmine is an elite athlete. She's a long distance trail and mountain runner. And I'm not sure if you guys have heard much about mountain running, but it is as grueling as it sounds. So Jasmine is all too familiar with the power of the mind. So thanks for coming on, Jazz. You have a pretty impressive list of achievements. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just going to list a few off for our listeners here. So you've represented Australia in 2017 and 2019 at the World Mountain Running Champs, and you're currently ranked number 36 in the world. You ran first for New South Wales and second in Australia at National Mountain Running uh, Championships. You hold course records across multiple courses on the Running Wild New South Wales Trail Running Series, and you've had a 100% success rate of making the podium every time you've raced the world-renowned Ultra Trail Australia 22-kilometre event. That's very impressive. (laughs) thank you very much but yes I guess that is all pretty accurate (laughs) yeah yeah so can you tell me a bit about your history in competitive running how how did you get into it and what attracted you to it yeah it starts pretty much where like most people start their introduction to running and it was through school and cross country and I guess naturally I had a tendency to favor the longer sort of um, distance you know, event through athletics and cross country. So um, that was my main introduction there. However, I didn't really train, you know, competitively as a young child for specifically for running. I I more so was pretty competitive in soccer. So I guess I started training competitively for running when I stopped playing soccer. I was um, supposed to actually go over to the US and play soccer after high school but I didn't end up doing that and and so as a competitive person I guess I I wanted to maintain that sort of feeling that I had through soccer and so I started to take up running and I I joined a local running group and from there I just progressively started racing a bit more and yeah met, met some people through there who helped me kind of find my niche so to say and and find what I was I guess better at in terms in the running world I guess for me running I I feel as though it gives me a bit of a meditative state from running it sounds a little bit strange but in sort of my easier runs for me it's I use it as my my therapy in some ways (laughs) yeah yeah so it's sort of fueling your competitive edge but then you also use it as meditation just part of your, your daily routine as well yeah, exactly. It's it's something I use to cope with the daily stresses, but also fuels my personal like nature in terms of being a competitive person. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I've noted here that you're currently training for the Ultra Trail Australia 50 kilometer event. So at the moment, what does a usual uh, training week look like for you? Yeah, well, at the moment, I'm in the peak of my training, I guess. So my weeks are usually centered around hitting a certain sort of goal for kilometer wise. So at the moment, I'm trying to hit around 150 kilometers a week. And so I guess that's built up on some easy runs and some sessions and then a long run on the weekend. So I guess, you know, Monday is always an easier run, but I don't really 
run less than 15 to 20 kilometers a day. So Monday is my wow. easiest day where I just run 15 Ks and then Tuesdays are usually a session day. And so at the moment that's a hill session. So I run in the morning and then the afternoon as well to just get those kilometers in. Uh, Wednesday again is more of an easier long run. And then Thursday, easy again. Friday is always a session, but it's more like a, a faster tempo sort of run. And then Saturday is a little bit of an easier run again. And then Sunday's the long run. And I guess at the last few weeks, I've been doing more of that, trying to hit around three hours, three hours to four hours. So that's usually around 40 kilometers at the moment, which sounds a bit crazy. Has anyone ever told you you're crazy before? Yeah, a couple of people have told me I'm <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's that's a, a lot of kilometers you're doing. So how how do you mentally prepare to, I guess there's the event, but how do you mentally prepare to put yourself through that sort of training? Yeah, well, I guess for me personally, I've I've never really struggled sort of thing with self motivation. Like I feel as though if I have a goal, I will be motivated to achieve that through myself like I don't have to usually look to someone to to gain inspiration or motivation from someone else it usually comes from like an internal goal I I have and I guess that's probably because I would feel guilty if if I set a goal and then didn't take the steps to achieve that goal so maybe that's not a positive thing all the time but yeah I think I am lucky to be self-motivated in that way but that's not to say that I don't set up things like having a group setting for a lot of my training so that I am obliged to go because I've got people relying on me or I don't want to let people down by not going to to training so those sorts of things help me in the short term but for long-term goals I use myself as as motivation to achieve that. Yeah okay yeah and because consistency and quality must play a, a huge part when you're training at the level that you're training at. Um, So I guess it's not just showing up every day, but you're also having to put in that quality training to get the the most benefit out of it. How do you manage when you you are having off days? Is that through that group environment? Like that is a, a good source of motivation to keep going during those times where I don't feel like, you know, going to training or, you know, because it's not always easy to just, you know, continually have that mindset of being self-motivated. Like you do need external sources of motivation. But yeah, I, it's not to say that I don't have those off days or days off. But at the moment when I'm training really hard, I, I really do rely on those outside sources of motivation. Yeah. And at the moment or, you know, throughout your sort of training schedule, do you ever have um, rest days or down weeks? What does that look like? Yeah, I guess you could say it'd be quite a demanding sort of job. I wish I was, you know, just solely focusing on running and being a semi-professional athlete, but I do work full time and my weeks at work are usually around like 48 to 50 hours a week of working. So I... um. I have to fit my kilometers within certain time frames and so that doesn't leave me much time to achieve the the sort of kilometers that I want to mm. by having a rest day. So unfortunately at the moment I don't actually have any rest days. The only time I I do is if I really feel my body is under stress or fatigue and I know that yeah. within myself um, sometimes if I really struggle to get out of bed or if the nighttime it's looking like I just really 
can't do it, then I, I trust myself and I, and I will give myself those days off. But yeah, to fit the kilometers that I want to fit in within my weekly schedule, I don't have any rest days. However, like, you know, leading up to the race, I will have a down week to 10 yep. days before the race. Reflecting on that, just mentally rehearsing steps in the race and just like, yep. and, and visualizing myself, you know, crossing the line and and at stages throughout the course. It's something I definitely do. I even find myself daydreaming, you know, my way home in the car. Sometimes I am mentally preparing when I don't even realize it or I'm not consciously trying to to do that, I guess, because it's consuming a lot of my life at the moment. So it's just probably a little bit more natural to just be continually thinking about it. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, you are quite self-motivated and this goal is something you've created yourself and you believe in it. So it comes quite naturally to you? Yeah, I guess so. Like internally, I know what my goal is with this race and, and I really want to achieve that. And so I am really motivated to to do the work and to do what is necessary to like achieve mm-hmm. that goal. Awesome. And what role do you believe that the power of the mind plays during a race? And what are some of the things that might go through your mind while you're racing to maintain that confidence and intensity and focus? Yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely can't like, you know, explain enough how much the power of the mind is in a race and in particular in something like that is an ultra distance event, which is what I guess I'm going to be in. It's so important. And many studies even recognize that the power of the mind plays such a large percentage compared to even fitness so Mm -hmm. I do know that it is like backed by science as well but yeah like I couldn't go into it if I knew that my mind wasn't ready to tackle that sort of distance but yeah for example like during the race and in in the race well I'm anticipating that I will have low points but you know that use of self-talk and mental rehearsal again and breaking the race down into into smaller parts is definitely something Mm -hmm. that helps me mentally um, throughout the race. But yeah, to have a strong mind is a strong benefit in going into a race that is like the one that I'm going to be going into, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It sounds grueling, the 50 kilometres of stairs (laughs) and hills. and I know, it's a bit daunting actually. (laughs) (laughs) So reflecting on some of your previous races and your previous experiences, What's been your most physically challenging race and your most mentally challenging race? And are they the same one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the most, yeah, physically challenging and mentally challenging race were definitely, definitely a race that I, I didn't do so well in, in terms of like ranking because I had, well, I had a goal to win and I didn't win. So I probably am a little bit harsh on myself. I ended (laughs) up coming second, but it was more so based on my, performance I was very disappointed in my performance but that's because I underestimated just how tough it would be on my on my body and then therefore that had a really great effect on my mental state during the race I I just recall speaking so negatively to myself during the race this was set in the Aussie Alps and we had to climb like 2,000 meters I think in 20 kilometers so it was it was quite tough and the terrain was like nothing I had actually trained on before and I I fell over mid-race and just nothing seemed to be going for me and then my mental state spiraled out of control in in a way where I just felt like I couldn't come back from it and then yeah, it all kind of went downhill from there, but like 
my mind was telling me to just pull out of the race, but somehow I, I did end up finishing the race because like, the thought of not yeah. completing the race was <laughs> enough to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sort of, I guess, throughout the race, then having to readjust your own personal goals to actually finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that was the downfall as well, because I was not going to accept anything other than to to come first. And and really, that's not a good state to go into the race. Mm. I realised I learned from that because when everything changed, I couldn't cope with the thought of not achieving my goal. So now I go in with a much healthier mindset of, you know, like I have a personal goal, but, you know, if that's not happening during the race, I can't, you know, let that affect the rest of the the race because things change during the race like things happen in life you're not always going to achieve every goal that you have so you have to be ready to for change and adjustment and to adjust your mindset during those times yeah definitely because I think the the power of the mind when utilized and trained is a really positive thing and really essential to success but at times it can be equally strong in working against us. And it sounds like you've faced some obstacles before where that competitive edge and that, you know, desire to win has been an obstacle for you to, to overcome and a barrier. Definitely. it's and It can be your biggest asset, but also your greatest downfall as well. And if it can be used against you as a downfall, then you really need to do more work on your mind. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I did learn from that race. It wasn't the fact that I wasn't fit enough or, you know, not ready for that type of environment. It was just I let myself down by not being prepared to have anything other than what like my mind was telling me so it's crazy how strong your mind can be and I've had it work in such a positive way where I probably wasn't fit enough in certain races and shouldn't have you know won or or been in the position I have but it was just that my mind was was quite strong at that time and that got me through but then yeah yeah, in examples like what I've just described it's also been a downfall so yeah it just it depends the approach that you take I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's an incredibly powerful put given the different perspective you can take. So after that race and overcoming, you know, what a personal failure for yourself. Yeah, how how do you overcome that? And how do you keep, you know, knuckling down into the intensity of the training that you're doing? Yeah. Well, I think it is important to to be kind to yourself in after those sorts of races. So in in that particular instance, in that scenario, I gave myself just a day to be sad and disappointed in myself. And I told, you know, my close friends and family around me, just let me be miserable for one day. And then after that day, then I was okay, you know, because I gave myself that time to really reflect and, and be miserable and feel sorry for myself. But then it was like, well, you know, there are other things in life and other goals that we can work towards. And if you don't learn something from that, then what was the point of it all, I guess? So I really actually learned probably the most I have from that particular race because I changed a lot in terms of my mental preparation, in terms of just being ready for change. I guess now looking back, that is a really great thing that I I got from that race. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it's really um, fueled your competitive edge as well in, you know, desire to fix those downfalls and um, use it to lift you up in in other races to come yeah definitely it's been instrumental I guess in in preparing for the the races that have come after that and it's helped me mature I guess in my competitive running career I guess awesome and this upcoming race is going to be the first one for a little while because of COVID how are you feeling after not racing for a while do you feel like there's going to need more mental prep than usual 
Yeah, well, to be completely honest, I'm actually really nervous about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm nervous about it because it's a little bit new for me in terms of being a lot longer than what I'm, I'm used to. And the fact that I haven't ran, I haven't raced, I guess, in a year at least. So it's going to be difficult, but I will rely more on that mental preparation for this particular race just because of that. I need to ensure that my nerves don't get the best of me. And for me, that mental rehearsal really pays a, a large part in my preparation for this sort of race. It sounds quite simple, but just, you know, visualising myself out on course and, mm-hmm. and completing the, the course really helps me. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, all the best with that race. Now, do you have any other tips or tricks for people listening who might be trying to embody the power of their mind to fuel their performance? or training? I'm sure they've already taken a lot away from what you've said so far. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. I think the best way to learn is to really get in a situation that makes you feel quite uncomfortable. So whether that be, you know, walking, it depends what stage you're at. If if you enjoy running, then, you know, getting out for a a 20 minute jog or, you know, going that that five minutes further than what you're used to and just seeing Mm -hmm. what your mind does in that, in that moment. How, how does your mind, you know, talk to yourself in that situation like and instead of absorbing I guess some of the negative feedback just to listen to it and acknowledge that wow I can reason with myself here that is a a piece of advice that I guess I learned along the ways instead of absorbing the negative feedback that your mind gives you whilst you're in an uncomfortable situation just to listen to it instead of Mm -hmm. actually absorbing what it's telling you is something that I feel as though helps me but it might not help everyone <laughs> yeah no that that sounds awesome awesome yeah. well thanks again Jasmine for for sharing with us all your knowledge about the power of the mind it was a really interesting perspective thank you Kate all good I hope everyone enjoyed listening and we'll catch you on next episode mm-hmm.